Hey, folks, it's the Jeff Goodoff Show. Thanks for tuning in. I am at Fit Athens on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you there. Um, some of the big news today. And by the way, I'm not going to talk about football here. The football fix, Adam Kyle and I will talk about that if you want to check that out. Um, that'll be another podcast we're doing here on DSP Media Online. But um, So we'll get to the non-football stuff we'll talk about here. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Rumors about Tiger Woods at Augusta. And uh, he's out there playing. He played uh, 18 holes today. Reportedly played 18 holes a day out there uh, with his son and also with Justin Thomas, I believe, joined him. And there's all this talk now he might play in the Masters this year. Look, his accident happened in February of 2021, a little more than a year ago. Hasn't played an official tournament since the November 2020 COVID Masters. Um, but uh, in 23 appearances there, look, he's got five uh, five wins, 14 top tens. And... It's great if he plays. I don't care how he does. I really don't. I don't care if he goes out there and shoots 82-82 and misses the cut and walks away. It's a, as John Gerber would tell you, it's a di- more difficult course to walk than you think. Um, it's it's not it's it's a lot hillier than you might think it is watching it on television. If you've never been out there before, I guess, and I never have been, but from talking to people who have been out there, it is not an easy course to walk. So if Tiger plays, it's quite the story anyway. I hope he does. It's great for the Masters, especially with all the – it'd be nice to have some uh, positive stuff going on there uh, after, you know, the, the, with, with Phil Mickelson, Mickelson not playing this time uh, for the Masters. So it'd be good. But um, ironically also, you know, Tiger's got five Masters wins, uh, his last one in 2019. Nicholas has six. The guy's forever chasing his Nicholas and everything. Nicholas won his last one at 46. Tiger, 46 years old. Um, Tiger winning now would be a tremendous story. I'm not sure if it would top Nicholas winning at 46. I know the the injuries Tiger suffered that have, you know, I guess maybe from that standpoint, sure, it would be a bigger story. Uh, when Jack won at 46, it was his first major that he won in six years. And his first Masters win in 11 years. So, you know, it, it's and he's still chasing that legacy of Jack, I, and I, I think it's interesting to see what Tiger's career how will be judged if he doesn't pass or tie. I guess Jack and majors. Tiger's got fifteen, Jack's got eighteen, um, but nonetheless, it'd be a great story if he get out there and play. A greater story if he won or at least competed there for the um, for the Masters Championship. So, uh, but anyway, that's big news that Tiger's out there even playing at Augusta right now when it looked like there was a chance he might have you know lost his leg after that accident. NCAA tournament, um, Duke defeated Arkansas, North Carolina knocked off St. Peter's, uh, Villanova over Houston, Kansas over Miami. Uh, so we're, we're stuck. We've got now the final four. We got Duke and UNC and then Nova and Kansas. And I've always said, and I will, uh, this is how I feel about the NCAA tournament. I love upsets in the first two rounds. When I get down to the final four, I want really the best teams. I don't want a Cinderella story in there. I don't want somebody who was, 
you know, 17 and 13 in the regular season that gets into the final four. I don't want that. Give me some really good blue blood programs. And that's what we got this year with Duke Carolina uh, and then Villanova, Kansas. I know North Carolina came in as an eight seed. So they're probably the closest thing to a Cinderella story, I guess you could say in the final four uh, after being 15th seeded um, St. Peter's. But so, um, you know, the, the Carolina Duke game will be the nightcap on Saturday night to see who goes to the final game. It'll be a great send-off for Coach K, potentially, if he gets to the final game, or it could be a greater send-off for Carolina fans if they can end uh, Coach K's coaching career. I think Duke will win this game. I'm expecting a Duke-Kansas final game. We'll talk more about it, break it down more later on in the week, but that's what I see right now. Um, it's been a great NCAA tournament so far. They were the ex- It's exactly what I want in a tournament, other than the fact about Ohio State losing in the second round. I don't like that, but you had a couple of big upsets in the first round with Kentucky going down as a as a two seed to a 15 St. Peter's. You had Iowa losing in the first round, a team that a lot of people thought might go to the Final Four. St. Peter's making the run into the Elite Eight. Um, the, the Coach K story, you know, it, it's been a lot of things. And I want to now with Gonzaga. I'm going to go back a little bit now, I guess, um, to talk about this. But has Gonzaga kind of become the new DePaul? DePaul in the early 80s, they were seemed like there's a few years there in a row. They were like number one seeds, best team in college basketball. Mark Aguirre was there. Uh, Terry Cummings played for those teams. And they will get upset very early in NCAA tournaments. And that's earlier than they should. And that's happening in Gonzaga lately. I know last year they had their run, obviously, to the final game. But um, there's been disappointments for Gonzaga as far as being this great team that everyone thinks is a favorite to make to the final four, win the tournament, and they get knocked off way too early. So uh, New York City, by the way, have they've changed their ruling now as far as um, vaccinations and for professional sports teams and arenas. Kyrie Irving can now play in home games, even though he's unvaccinated. Uh, Mets and Yankees, unvaccinated players can play at home as baseball season gets underway April 7th. They can now play in home games if they're not vaccinated. So uh, that change, that's a, it was a weird rule anyway, the way they were enforcing it, because Kyrie Irving could go to a Brooklyn Nets game and sit in the stands and watch them play being unvaccinated. He could not be on the court and play. Uh, Visiting teams could have unvaccinated players playing, but Kyrie couldn't play. So it's a weird rule, but um, Canada still won't let unvaccinated players. And by the way, I'm not getting into a political thing. So don't come at me with political statements uh, on Twitter, but Canada still won't let unvaxxed players play. So if, Brooklyn's got to play Toronto either in a play-in situation or in a first-round series, whatever may happen with that. Um, Kyrie can't play in Canada. He can't go over there and play. Anybody else is unvaccinated. I don't know who all is unvaccinated. I'm not sure on that one. On you know Across the sports uh, landscape, I, I don't know who all is unvaccinated. I know Kyrie is. But, um, but you can't go to Canada and play if you're unvaccinated. You'll, you'll, have, to, you'll have to sit it out. So if the Nets have a must-win game in Toronto. They might not have Ben Simmons, who's still hurt, and Kyrie Irving for being unvaccinated. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. We'll find out more about which players are not vaccinated. MLB players, by the way, if they can't play in Canada because they're unvaccinated, they don't get paid and they don't get credit for service time. So they'll be like on a restricted list. So if somebody for the Yankees is not vaccinated – and they're supposed to go play the Blue Jays for a three-game set or whatever, they won't get paid for those games, and they won't be able to go to play. Now, um, that's all 
part of the new collective bargaining agreement that just was agreed to by Major League Baseball. The Blue Jays, by the way, opened the season hosting Texas. Um, and then there's a period from April 25th to May 4th, they're hosting Boston, Houston, and the Yankees. It's a big advantage for Toronto if there are big-name players for Boston, Houston, and the Yankees, specifically pitchers that can't play in those games. Uh, and we won't know until we get closer to those games who might not be able to play. Um, but that's an advantage for Toronto, the fact that those guys can't go there and play. Also, uh, more Major League Baseball news. They're flirting with making some changes to second base, which is weird to me. But the minor leagues this year are incorporating a larger base. It's uh, the, the base itself is usually 15 inches square. They're going to move it to 18 inches square. So it's going to be a bigger base of second base already. All the bases, I'm sorry. But the bases will be bigger. Second base will be 15 inches square to 18 inches. In the second half of the season, minor league baseball this year is going to move second base in. And it will be about 13 and a half inches closer to first base and third base. So it'll be, they're trying to encourage more aggressive base running in baseball, uh, more steals, more guys trying to stretch singles to doubles, doubles to triples is what they're trying to do. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to work or not bringing them in that closer. I mean, it's also now a closer throw for the catcher to get somebody out of second base or third base for that, for second base we would be, but um, it's a closer throw for that. So, uh, but they're trying these new things to do that, to try to encourage more aggressive base running. And it reminded him of a Mickey Rivers quote. Mickey Rivers played for a long time, the major with the Yankees and the Rangers. He was always, and I think this is his quote. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think this is what it was. He talked about Mickey Rivers back in the mid-70s had an idea about how to eliminate all those close plays at first base when you see like the runner uh, almost getting at the same time the ball does. And he said he could fix that problem with the close plays, the bang-bang plays at first base, if you just move first base in by a foot. So that's Mickey Rivers for you. Uh, LeBron Murray, or LeBron, LeBron, LeBron James. Lakers keep losing. Uh, LeBron injured. And, you know, if I'm LeBron James, and I guess we'll find out more in the offseason what it is that LeBron James really wants to do because if, if they don't make a trade or can't make a trade to get better, LeBron James is not going to re-up with the Lakers. And he'll he'll find a, a better situation for him. The fact the Lakers are in the situation they're in, it very well could be LeBron's fault. LeBron, the GM, if he was the one who like, yeah, get Anthony Davis, get Russell Westbrook, whatever. If those were the moves he wanted to make, you know, Anthony Davis is way too brittle. Westbrook is not a good fit. So they're going to have to shake things up or find a way to shake things up if they really want to have a chance to compete for an for a championship in the next couple of years. And I don't see it happening unless they can make a, get somebody to take on Westbrook's contract or, you know, God forbid they trade Anthony Davis. So we'll see what happens in the off season. The Lakers this season is lost. Uh, I don't care who's healthy and when they're healthy. The Lakers are not going to compete for a championship this year. They could very well get in the playing game and have success there and maybe win a playoff series, depending where they're, you know, who they're matched up against in the first round. They're not going to win the title with this team. It's not going to happen. So, um, I think you could very. I could see LeBron after this year making some tough decisions about: Do I want to stay here for the rest of my career, or at least until Bronny gets in the NBA? I guess, but I want to stay here for a couple more years, knowing we can't compete for a title with the personnel we have, and that's really where they're at right now. Le the moves they made have handcuffed the team for the future, and LeBron might look at it and say, "You know what? Our future is not going to get better because we can't make moves. We've got too much money wrapped up into a brittle Anthony Davis." 
and an inconsistent Russell Westbrook who's not a good fit with the team. So um, I may want to move on. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the offseason. I think LeBron obviously wants to win another title or at least be able to compete for another title. It's not going to happen in L.A. unless they shake things up. All right, that's it for the Jeff Goodall Show. Thanks for tuning out. That's it happens on Twitter. Give me a follow, uh, like, listen, subscribe, all that stuff, and I will talk to you again soon. Have a great night.